<laughs> hey, Brandon, what's still kind of your thing? My thing is still kind of paleontology. Part two. It's kind of my it's thing. It's kind of my thing. thing. kind of my thing it's the obsession confession podcast where we talk with people about the things that are kind of their thing i'm adam i am mario aka justin aka mario <laughs> take your pick and uh we're doing a, a a first well we also have over there i'm ryan i intruded on the last one i'm gonna actually introduce myself this time so. there we go yeah <laughs> ryan's in here because he's also here we're also going to probably record an episode with him later but the more the merrier as far as this goes and we're doing a part due with uh who's this over here to my left i am brandon and he's and brandon was talking about paleontology and digging up bones and all that so uh, we had too much to contain in one episode so there's more stories and more questions and more bullshit so it's a I good guess, problem to have yes mm-hmm. so Absolutely. i guess where we left off i had asked you what your favorite dinosaur was so, and then you, you were saying you had more stories, so I guess hit us with a story. Okay. <laughs> I guess you said something about yeah, uh, big stuff. Yeah, big Mario had asked me what what's like some biggest what's some of the biggest stuff that we had gotten out of there out of the ground there. Yep. Um, okay, well I don't know if this would be the, the biggest, but close to it. So this year we had two of they had to be like the biggest. For some reason, I was put in charge. Of the descent down the hill of these two bones, these two jackets. So let me explain. When we get something out of the ground, we put a plaster jacket on it. We just call it a jacket. Um, it's burlap or whatever fabric we can find. Often pieces of people's clothing start to go into it when we run out of uh, burlap. Um, I have a, couple, a pair of pants that I, I dipped the pant legs in some plaster. And um, they are now... Well, probably in a landfill, but for a while they were in a, uh, in, a, in, a in a museum collection. <laughs> my pant legs were. Um, and this is to I don't know if we I don't know if I just just to this the, is to protect. Yeah, protect the bone, secure it against the elements and against uh, wear and tear during travel, because you know these these get shipped in a truck cross country back to the museum um, with all the bumps and turns and all that but stuff. But just immediately begs takes. the question, how many of these things are dug up and everything's fine and then just once they get transported, they get fucked over? Uh, it usually doesn't happen that way because if you construct the jacket properly, you don't have... I suppose it would dry holding the shape. Oh, yeah. we Yeah, yeah that's the whole point is we let it dry in the sun well, when when possible, but then we always end up right to the wire at the end of like the last work day where we have like a wet jacket we have to flip over and cap with plastic on the other side. Because keep in mind, you you know, you do one side at a time, you let it dry, and then you there's a, something called undercutting where you dig out the mud and rock and stuff that's underneath the bone and the jacket. And then it's 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 a, like a really pivotal moment where a lot can go wrong, and you got to get people on both sides, especially for the bigger ones that are you know hundreds of pounds. You have to have like a good crew to flip it all in one smooth motion without it flexing. If a jacket flexes, that's when you run into 
problems. So like imagine like a twisting motion. Oh yeah. Like um, like if somebody were to like you're getting a snake bite. <laughs> grab yeah. your arm, yeah, and twist your skin to get burned. Much yeah, much less PC were the old right, Indian right, right, burn. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I was going for uh, with my hand motions that no one can see at all. Yeah. Um, but if if that happens to a jacket at any point, then you run the risk of the bone inside splintering and being unsalvageable, or at least just a huge pain in the ass and not as nice as it could have been otherwise. Yeah. But no, generally that doesn't happen. We we're we you know the doctor who runs this he he's been doing this half his life, his whole life, whatever. He you know he knows what he's doing, and for to our credit, we volunteers are picking it up. Pretty well, pretty. Uh, we we do a pretty good job of. Um... Just a quick second, I gotta. <laughs> since, since everybody, I don't know why the it's like thirty degrees and raining, and some dickhead in my neighborhood is ch- using a chainsaw right now. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck, but I'm just gonna point that if the mic is even picking that up, but we're all looking around like, who's the what oh, sort of wanna... fucking asshole is chainsawing right now? <laughs> Somebody that lives really near me, because that's what's going on. So if you can hear that. That's what's going on. It um, sounded like a cow on this particular <laughs> afternoon. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, it was a yeah, great day for chainsawing, honey. I'm gonna hit. <laughs> I'm gonna get out there. God, it's not like we got a storm or something like that, and they got. I don't know who gives a shit. Anyway, you're talking about big shit. You were digging. Yeah. Out. So this year we had two. I'm gonna just go ahead and say they were the two biggest plaster jackets that I've ever handled personally, and for whatever reason, the doctor in charge decided that he wanted to make me the leader of the. The descent. I say the descent because the site um, where these two were found, um, we call it high trike. Because uh, it's triceratops, of course. So trike. But high because it's 950-something meters above sea level. Um, how long of a hike is it with the descent? So, like, how steep are we going here? Okay, well, to put it in perspective, we, we take an ATV out to the site. And we park it right at the foot of the hill, like the saddle, like right, right at the ground, like up next to, we're able to get the ATV, the trail goes right next to the little geological, not the little, but the geological formation that we're about to climb. Um, so from, from, with, with like empty handed, with just our gear, no, no bones or anything, it, it took, it takes, I want to say between 20 minutes and a half an hour just to get up to the site from the ground. And now on the way back, okay, so... <laughs> This, we, we, we did them, we, we had two, and we, we, we huffed them down all in one half of one day. We spent the first half of the day, of course, you know, racing to finish the jackets and, and take breaks during, because there was rain, of course, on the course last day <laughs> when we're trying to let our plaster dry. Um, and we, we got all that scored away, and there are some stories embedded within this story that I can touch on later, but um, then it was... Getting, we were losing daylight, and we were finally getting the the jackets were dry. We figured out how we needed to get our tarps and our ropes secured around the plaster jacket to make sure there were enough handholds for enough people. Uh, an issue that you run into with a lot of this stuff is you'll have something that's so full of rock and mud, and like 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 the jacket will be so full of matrix, you know, from the ground that it'll be hundreds of pounds. But it's so dense; it's not physically big enough to get the amount of people around it to lift it as you would need to lift something that heavy. So you have to kind of the tarp and the rope and everything. Serves. How heavy do you think we're talking? We estimated the biggest of the two that I'm talking about right now to be about six or seven hundred pounds. Oh wow! So that's a few dudes. Yeah, that's a few mm-hmm. dudes worth of pounds. And right you got you got to hike it on foot. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, so get like a like a sled. We actually just thought ATV. of that this summer. <laughs> not not pull it with the ATV, but imagine would, all sorts of disasters from that. Oh, you'd lose your lose your dinosaur, as as the doctor. <laughs> runs the exhibition set. That's if where you, the phrase, lose your dinosaur. If you don't, don't lose your dinosaur. <laughs> if it flexes, you're going to lose your dinosaur. But no. Um, so, I, I really think that somebody should have stepped in and and helped me coordinate these people. Because I had, I, I, one dude out with us had, has a background in the Navy. So I said, okay, you're my not guy. I need you to, to, t- to tie this rope the way, you know, you, you Navy boys would tie a, a rope. I assume the Navy has you tie in some pretty good knots. I guess there's all sorts of like nautical knots. <laughs> we had him lose your boat. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like losing your dinosaur. You don't want to lose your boat. Right. Knots with a rope and knots. Okay, my point is the other one, right? <laughs> this six or seven hundred pound <laughs> bone. After about an hour and a half of fucking with the tarp and the rope and and getting it the way that we could. Think the, the best way we could think to get it so that we had like seven or eight handholds for seven or eight people to lift this thing. We finally got that figured out. It still took us about another hour and a half to get it off the hill. Oh, close. An hour and a half to get it tied up, which was my bad. You and gotta build the dinosaur stretcher. Yeah. Okay. And then another hour and a half to get it down, or hour and 45 minutes, or whatever it was. So, like I said, it was a 20 minute walk, 25 minute walk up, or hike, you know, up this hill from where the ATV is to get to the site. But an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes was what it took us to get it the bone down. Because it was so damn heavy. The terrain out there, I, I haven't even painted a picture of what the terrain is like. You have to, you cannot take any step for granted because you have to look out for, the ground is so uneven out there that you're... Well, you're on like hillsides, right? For, for a lot of, even when you're on a flat, quote unquote flat ground, it's all really eroded out, like... I can't there's a lot like, of there's a lot of like sandy loose gravel yeah, yeah and loose gravel or slip on that just by stepping on it or dry yeah. mud that was it looks like a river it because it was muddy in a rainstorm but then dried out. within ten hours just bone dry because it's so dry out there that it'll rain and ruin everything for us for like a day but then like twelve hours after it stops raining it's just back to being bone dry. You're talking Montana. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's uh, just the vegetation. Everything out there wants to kill you. It's either if it, if it's an animal, it's got venom, and if it's a plant, it's got spikes. And <laughs> everything out there is cactus, yucca, um, well, and sage, which thankfully doesn't want to kill you. But and it smells nice. It really mm. does. But anyway, you're stepping over all this crap, and you're stepping around crap, and you're trying to not lose your footing. You're trying not to step in a sinkhole. You're trying not to accidentally step on a rattlesnake, which I have yet to do. But there are people often. You have to step around rattlesnakes. Question. What's up? Quicksand. Not that I know of. Video games and popular culture of the day when I was young would, yeah. would have had me believe that quicksand is a way bigger problem than it actually is. Perpetuating <laughs> that, that illusion <laughs> yeah. of... I think that's like a John Mulaney bit or something like that. But yeah. I figure if anywhere, there'd be quicksand on a dinosaur dig or something, right? At least not where we are. But there, <laughs> there are sinkholes which are usually just dry when we find them. They sink... You know, it's like a, if a tree falls in the woods kind of thing, if a hole sinks when you're not, I don't know. We never see it happen, but they're everywhere. The evidence that they, you know, and some of them are really deep. That's like, a weird phenomenon, too, just sinkholes. Just, yeah, yeah. Well, like the earth is just loose enough, and then during a rainstorm, Nothing it all erosion decides to cave in downward, straight down. Like, just, uh, to the point where <laughs> just, you drop a pebble. I'm done. <laughs> you have to count quite a few seconds before you hit the pebble, hit, or hear the pebble hit the ground. Anyway, 
Um, so you're, we're avoiding all that, and it's seven or eight people um, all holding the rope, holding the tarp, trying to get this bone down the hill. All of our ankles are fucked because it keeps knocking into everybody's ankles. Because we can't lift it very far off the ground. Uh, Just because it's too heavy? Yeah, even with like seven or eight of us holding onto the rope, holding onto the tarp. The tarp's fraying, oh. the rope's coming untied. It's a mess. And I had the genius idea. I said we were going to take the lightest one down first and then the heaviest one down second. That was the only point at which the leader of the expedition, the doctor, stepped in and said, I'm going to veto that. You're going to take the heaviest one first. <laughs> and in retrospect, I'm really glad we did. Everybody was running on. I, I don't know how everybody else felt, but everybody looked miserable. I felt like I had... We all skipped dinner. Like, oh. that's a big thing out there, too. Keeping fueled out there is... it's. Lots of trail mix. Lots of trail mix. Lots of potato <laughs> chips. Honestly, plain old, like, Lay's potato chips or whatever. I suppose all this. Hey, let's, let's go for that uh, endorsement. Yeah, I was anyway. going to say. <laughs> but no, no, no. Regular potato chips where the ingredients are just potato, vegetable oil, salt. That's one of the best things you can eat out there because you eat that within four or five minutes, it's in your blood. You, you know, the glucose is getting to your system. It's giving you salt, which is an electrolyte. Potassium, also, electrolyte. Um, carbs. And some good oils. So we have like. Bins. And they're just plain tasty. They are, they are. <laughs> we have bins and bins and bins of chips, but everybody's always fighting over the plain ones because we, we we understand, like, how, like, once you learn, like, that's the best kind of chip, like, for your body out, you don't want to screw around. Like, some people do, some of the people who are in better shape are screwing around, like, they'll eat some spaghettios, whatever. But I really try to, like, min max my meals out there to make sure. <laughs> so with min-max this in mind. Stats. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If you're big stats, I can just imagine like a character select screen. <laughs> <laughs> if you put all your points in that, then you don't have any points in charisma and you can't talk to girls. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, there are really a lot of them out there. That's what happened to me. Well, the crew is, um, yeah, it's usually about one-third women, mm. two-thirds guys. But so is um, everyone wearing like the traditional like just burlap? No. With the big, the big like, uh, like Mortal Kombat hat with the fucking... No. What's the Mortal Kombat hat? I'm talking about like... What's the dude who throws their hat? Kung Lao? Kung Lao, yeah. Like a Kung Lao hat and then you No, got I like don't think anybody's wearing like a fucking razor no. saw blade hat no. on a paleontology dig. More like uh, <laughs> with shorts that are like a little bit too high. No. Picture how, uh, you know, Alan Grant uh, or or uh, Chris Pratt's character from the Jurassic... Lots, lots of denim. Park slash world. Okay. Lots of denim. Mm-hmm. Lots of handkerchiefs. Not even a lot of denim. It's all a lot of um, khaki. Hiking yeah. boots with real meaty tread. Yeah, you got a lot of those. Solid ankle support. Yes, that's important because your ankles are going everywhere out there. Like, have I mentioned the terrain is rough? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so not quite as jaunty as it's made out in the stereotypical, like, archaeological digs if you're, like, see a cartoon character. We do look cool. I'm not going to lie. Okay. And actually, um, there's this one picture... <laughs> On there's Facebook. plenty of fingerless gloves, okay? Oh, no fingerless gloves. Yeah, as of yet. Actually, wait, I think there's one guy out there who's kind of a character who, who like... That's exclusive to bounty hunters at this time. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh, my point is we, we all skipped dinner. So we, we didn't have our potato chips. We didn't have our any anything else in us that we needed. We were running low on water, um, which is a huge issue out there. And I actually had the genius idea to... Uh, two of the people who were not part of the lifting, dragging crew, I had them run, run, take the 20-minute run down to the bottom of the hill to grab the remainder of our water, which is a big uh, five or ten gallon, five-gallon five jug, which is heavy when you're walking on flat ground, but it's... It might be like 40 pounds. Yeah. Great when you're 
hoofing that up. Usually we take turns if we're going up. Um, but I had those two go down, grab the water, and bring it, and leave it right at the end of the cliff side, like where we were about to start going down. So like ha the halfway point of our journey, because we were we were at the top of this ridge with this giant bone going level, and then the second half would be down the hill to the ATV. Okay. I had them set the water at the edge of the thing. Like, if we make it to that water, we can take a break. As soon as they came up over the over the edge with it, I was like, "Everybody, look! There's the water." <laughs> Which put yourself in the in the in the shoes of a person who hasn't had water for half a day, and it's like, it's so it's dry out there. Hot and dry. It's like dangerous to not have enough water. And I'm like, "Look, there's the water. If we could just get the bone that far, <laughs> we can all get some water." And I, I felt really smart because that was a good motor. I used my psychology degree. <laughs> um, yeah. You know that we got it was a very uh, 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 positive reinforcement. Yeah, a very um, strong uh, reinforcer out there. It's water, so it worked. We we got it there. I only messed up like one of my feet. Um, no, we dropped the it's bone. It's a whole my... foot that's not messed up. You know, <laughs> God's saw fit to grace me with a spare. <laughs> but no, uh, we we I got my foot out just until I get dropped on it. This happened with um, another large bone at the same site last year, I just realized. Only I dropped it on my arm. I slipped and fell halfway down, like, this crevasse. And somebody grabbed my arm, and my other arm was under the bone, but I, like, did, like, a... The adrenaline caused me, like, pull my arm out fast enough so where it didn't break, but it just scraped my arm. Um, and I had, like, a big purple scrape for, like, a month and a half. Anyway. Um, a lot of stuff like that happens out there. So... It was just about dark when we got this thing down, and everybody was exhausted. I really wanted to hammer home that we all skipped dinner, because, like, I literally just felt like my body didn't have the fuel to keep moving. And we had to keep going up and down this hill, this 20, 25-minute hike up and down this damn hill. And it, it was pitch dark. We had people with headlamps, people with flashlights, people who couldn't hold flashlights because they were holding the bone, the, especially the second bone, when it was just pitch dark the whole time. Everybody else was, like, shining the flashlights where we were walking. The second bone was the light one, though. Light, as in Lighter. maybe only like 550 or 600 pounds, as oh. opposed to 700. Oh. But here's the okay, other thing. Easy. It, it was shaped like a dog bone, like a stereotypical like dog shoe <laughs> bone. <laughs> the jacket was. The bone inside oh. was, you know. <laughs> okay. We don't even really, it was, we, we jacketed that one up like last year and then finished it this year, so we don't really remember what the hell's in there. We'll find, they, they're probably figuring that out in the off season at the museum right now. Anyway. Um. But that one was nicer. The ropes got around it a lot better, and then we could fit a lot more people. You had more ankle room, so the bone, when it when it swung back and forth inevitably as people were carrying it, it hit fewer ankles. Um, anyway, the, the, I'm not going to go any further with just all the little the um, minutiae, minutia of the... The terrain's rough. We're dehydrated. We skipped dinner. So it sucks. It's after dark. We can't see. We're stepping... We're, people are falling, scraping themselves... Imagine just the celebration when we finally get the... Yeah, that's what I'm so... That's what? the best part. We were literally singing songs <laughs> on the ATV ride back to the lodge. Like, when me and the two guys I was riding with took uh, turns singing, like, different, like, drinking, like, Irish drinking songs. I was going to say, please tell How me... How many Irish drinking songs do you know? Oh, please tell me you... Were, I was hoping that you were... Yeah, we started singing John Williams... Theme from Jurassic Park. We usually get one person a year humming that at some point, though. Yeah. 
Yeah. Probably cle- a little cliche. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Jurassic Park talk out there. That's when that sort of shit is. That's when that's it's true. fully deserved. Is when like. <laughs> oh, I neglected to mention. We initially tried backing the ATV up to, to the bottom of the hill, like further, like right up to the hill, like touching the hill, to try to get the first really heavy bone onto it. Just because we we were so delirious and tired and like like this would be a good idea. There was nowhere for the ATV to go, and the doctor, the leader, like kept just about dumping it. Like, he, he kept getting the driver's side tires in this little ravine. Instead, I, I was, like, trying to tell him, like, straddle the two. Like, it was like a, like, like a, like a ravine. And he, and he kept ending up, like, sideways in it. And then, at one point, I was next to him, like, trying to shout, like, directions to him. And he, and he tipped it toward me. And instinctively, I reached out like, like I was going to hold up a whole ATV with my hands. <laughs> and I grabbed the, the side. But it all happened so fast, I didn't realize that one of my hands was grabbing the ATV. And my other hand was grabbing the doctor's head and just kind of pushing it as his ATV tipped into me. And then I hear everybody shouting. I look up the hill where everybody else is, like, where the bone still is. And they're all looking at me, like, motioning with their hands across their, like, stop. like no, stop. And um, they told me later that from their angle it looked like I almost had my right leg crushed by the ATV. Oh. That I came within inches of having, I don't remember that at all. So, moral of the story was it took us another half an hour to get the fucking thing down to the ATV. So, and yeah. that was the first of the two. So, for what I'm getting, is that this is the a more flowery, long way to say that like it, this is a super labor of love for the people that are involved because it doesn't sound like it's very no, like it doesn't sound like it's ideal. I guess no for the human condition. Mm-hmm. I suppose like you're in shitty circumstances as far as weather and terrain goes. Your resources are limited. You're uh, obviously you guys are kind of doing it bare bones. but it's yeah you're using tarps and fucking rope and shit like that i mean i don't know if there's more sophisticated digs out there where they got like robots or some shit not yet that i know of but yeah there are some some more yeah is it the type of thing that doesn't really like this is the way they did it a hundred years ago is pretty much the same way we do it especially with the plaster and the burlap the, the jacketing of the bones is the exact same thing like the only thing that's different is we have some atvs now so it's like a, horses and carts. So it's a process that really hasn't changed a whole lot. Right. In a lot of ways, yes. And then that's back at the museum, we have a lot more technology that we use. Right. Well, yeah. I don't see that side of things, but like that's the actual analyzing the getting the shit stuff. out of the ground is the same as it always was. Yup. That's like a, probably 150 years. That's interesting. Well, so what happens to all the stuff? You figure out of all the hundreds and hundreds of bones and specimens that are found in the ground, you know, what happens with all the shit that isn't on display in the museum is just sitting in storage? 99.99% of everything we find is in a drawer in the museum somewhere with a label on it. Okay. And, like, only, like, a few cool things make it on display. And most of what we find is, honestly, just in collections being studied or just in a, in a drawer. Um, you know, you, once, a, once a decade, a crew will find some, something crazy that will end up on display somewhere. Okay, but what would be the thing that? I mean, I suppose this is kind of a real, real quick. Before you ask that, I want to touch on. You said it sounds like not an ideal situation. It sounds like it's really. Re- <laughs> I think of this as my yearly test of myself. Like I, I yes, go I'd out. Like to, I, I want to keep going. <laughs> no, I want to. Like, I live a very privileged and comfortable life for the most part. I mean, everybody's got their ups and downs, but I really we have it pretty good in this day and age and where oh, we yeah. live in the world, and I. I didn't start to think this way until after my first expedition. I came back and I had like fucking ice water, and I was able to sit in air conditioning, 
and I started to notice all these little things. Like, oh, yeah. these are things I take for granted every day that are so nice that I have. That, like, even people who live out there, like, like you know, it's it's modern. They have Wi-Fi out there, but like, you know, at a couple places in town in the town out there, there's some Wi-Fi. Like, in, in, in you have one place where you can get some. Once in a while, you have some Wi-Fi. Some fresh in the produce. Town. It's like a humbling. Yeah. Back to your roots, sort of exactly. experience, it kind of thing. Reminds hey, me I just of... traveled through Montana and I thought it was brutal, so like I can't even <laughs> imagine actually being out there, just hanging oh, out yeah. and actually working the land and shit. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's a real yeah. The people who live out there are really hardworking, and they have to be because you all there is out there is like, well, you you work on a ranch or you work at like the bar in town, you know, or like the mine <laughs> that's closing yeah. up or something. Mm-hmm. Well, right now, or it's the pipeline. Oh yeah, but that, none of them are locals. Yeah. Um, I actually had a fun conversation with the uh, HR person who for the pipeline, or at least for the stretch of the pipeline close to where we were, and she was a, had a few drinks and she was out walking her dog, and she was she was a really fun person to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely off duty as far as cause she was the HR person, drunk and an HR person. Yeah, I bet a drunk HR person has some of the best stories. She and my buddy were flirting with each other. It was hilarious. I was like, you're, you're probably like stopping dudes at your work site from acting this way, but you're encouraging it because you're off duty. HR is horse shit. <laughs> I will second that. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, what I was going to ask, though. Yeah, um, sorry. What's the thing, like, because I got to believe maybe in some of the slower periods where you're just using that brush to brush something off or where you're doing the, the jacket, like you are saying. Um What's the thing that's just like you fantasize? Like, wouldn't it be the fucking shit if we f- just stumbled upon this thing while we were digging? If we found, if we found that, like, what what's the thing that you wish you could find? T-Rex. The Holy Grail. Yeah. What's T-Rex. the T-Rex. 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 That's, that's it. Because even if you're not like 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 obviously that's like I said that's the point of the expedition is ideally to find T-Rex, but we're also trying to paint you know like I said a higher resolution image of what things were like then. And what I mean by that is like every time we find a bone, that's another data point. And mm-hmm. so if we keep, if we find a thousand triceratops in this one area, that's a higher resolution image than if you had like five triceratops, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know more about that dinosaur because you have so many different examples that you can infer a lot more about that. So we're trying to do that for everything, all the, and not even dinosaurs. We have like a lot of turtles, crocodiles, uh, small mammals and reptiles and stuff. But ultimately it's T-Rex. If we could find T-Rex out there, that's what we're gunning for. And I can't speak for every individual person, but I've kind of taken that on as like my coolest thing. That I hope we find too. That's just your grail. Yeah, That's your... it's. I think because I see how passionate the doctors are about it. And an then, entire T Rex? Are we talking just any part or? Yeah, my, not an entire. I mean, it's very hard to find an entire. But like, if we could find, you know, the skull and most of the spine and most of the limbs, that would be a complete T Rex. So I think that yeah, and that's interesting. Because you go quotes. to these museums, you see like, you'll see the replicas, and I think I think even like Smithsonian or some of these other bigger history museums don't have a full replica a lot of those are just pieces of what it would have or they'll like. have like pieces and they'll complete yes the piece like yeah. here's what we well, think it looked like yeah any, any display you're seeing like that is a cast anyway mm-hmm. not seeing the actual it's a cast they made of the bone that they well, yeah, really they found. wouldn't dare put the Mm-mm. yeah put the real shit in a place where regular mouth breathing yep. fucks could walk <laughs> in and like <laughs> chocolate fingered children yeah yeah one person pokes at the whole thing collapses. this thing used to be a big lizard looks fucking gay <laughs> or something like that that's I don't know that's my impression of mouth breathing I just didn't imagine breathing someone asshole. poking one little thing and the whole thing collapses it makes like a little xylophone noise it's just like <laughs> right. big lizards are, are queer 
know. <laughs> really laying into the LGBT community tonight. Oh, man. Uh, well, oh, I'm no. not laying into them. I'm laying into the people my... that would... Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a joke. But so? I got my I got my recompense for that remark because I just spilled beer all over my lap. <laughs> oh, that's all right. So. To, uh, to go back to what you were saying about the, the conditions and stuff, would you say that it's kind of a young person's game or <laughs> they just have sort of like... The wants to do like the bad part, and then like the you know the people who are a little bit higher up like just do some of the more like you know fun parts of it, and like leave some of the heavy lifting to yeah, the there's a little of that. I laugh so hard because I use that same. Ex- I love using that terminology. It's a young man's game. Um, <laughs> or yeah, young person's game. Twenty nineteen, but uh, but no, um, be inclusive, right? <laughs> but um, no, yeah, you're right. Uh, that 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 has a lot of bearing on a lot of things we do. So. Um, the the doctor designates some of us as muscle heads, and somehow I'm one of them. I guess um, he's not a very muscular man, so I guess when he looks at me, he sees somebody. For those at home, I'm over a little, little overweight, and I'm I'm not the most muscular person on earth, but I guess I'm kind of big, kind of chunky. I can hold my own when it comes to if I got a good crew. You're I, good Midwestern stock. Yeah, good, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you're stocky. Little, little, you're a little thick. Corn. Yeah, you know, corn fed. Corn fed. <laughs> you know, you just you got your your you got there's stalwart. I think I think they used to call it husky in children's clothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a bit of husk going on, but no, um, they so yeah, there'd be a little of that. Like certain people do certain types of work. We really do. I mean, it. You could look if you if you were somebody who was looking for sexism, you would find it, because a lot of the women who are out there will not end up being a part of the crew. For instance, the I mentioned you know we had seven or eight people dragging those giant bones down the hill, and I mentioned there were a couple people who weren't part of that. Yeah. Well, all of the all of the women who are with us were not a part of that lifting crew, and it's simply because we have the people who are physically the largest and can, aren't. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like it ends up being. It's almost like a bunch of people who study a thing that is. What'd you say in the last episode? Is a cross section of biology and geology. Yeah. Understand that maybe women just biologically aren't as strong as men. Maybe there's a lot of good work out <laughs> like, there though. Like a lot. I guess a lot of the crew are women, and they. This isn't. I'm not. Not I'm kind of doing that. I'm kind of doing a little disclaimer, but when it comes down to it, you have to put the people on the jobs they're going to succeed most. Yeah, in I feel like I'm cringing as I'm. S- in. Well, just to sh- make everyone more comfortable and to level the playing field, I should probably not go into this field. I'd be at a disadvantage, is what you're so saying. So, well, yeah, <laughs> and and one of the people who I went and had fetch the water was a gentleman who's got you know he's a paleontologist. He actually has a degree in, um, and what what we're out there doing. But yeah, he's not generally part of the lifting people. A either. slight man. So he and a and a and a and a, a lady member of the crew uh, went down and got the water, and that's just how we. I, very... I guess I'm I'm getting hung up on this, but I'm just I'm just trying to say like. So he, there's some of that with a long gender line, you know, male female, whatever you want. But yeah, as far as age goes, too, that's a big one because we have some, some people out there who are, in their we have one gentleman who's in his early sixties. He's out there every year. He's from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an interesting fellow. Um, just, just it, it's nice. That's that's one of the things I love about these expeditions. You get to learn so much about so many different people because we have people from other countries, like a lot of Canadians um, in our crew. Often, <laughs> a lot of Canadians. They, they're coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> but no. Um, oh, you're digging up some bones, there, eh? Yeah. A I've bunch met of hosers over here. People from the UK, people from Australia, people from Canada. I'm trying to remember. I've, I've met people from all over the United States. I have a couple friends that I met out there, like people I would call my friends who are who live in Texas, but I see them almost every year. Um, Texas. I'm fixing to dig up a dinosaur, y'all. <laughs> I'm fixing. I, just, I, I knew one guy from Texas, and oh, he said that he said he's fixing a lot. He always said he was fixing. 
<laughs> hey, man, I'm fixing to go inside and get a sandwich. I'll be right back, man. <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> like, that's it. You um, keep fixing. But, uh, so, but no, to answer your question, so some of the older people will do some of the lighter work. And the, the muscle heads and the young people will do the stuff that the muscle heads and the young people can do. And um, that even bleeds over into at, back at the lodge where everybody sleeps. So if you're 40 or older, you're guaranteed to get a bed. And so I would say that utilitarian <laughs> is kind of the word we're yes, talking about here. That's a good way to look if at it. If you can do it, you're going to. Yeah. If you can't, we'll find something else. Yeah. You know, whatever. Somebody's like, always got the, something that they can do. And everybody just gets that. And I would yeah. figure seniority would play a role, too. I mean, Definitely. if you've been doing this for years, you're going to be like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Like, you guys can go carry this because yeah. like, I'm, I'm done. John Hammond types in there. They're just walking around <laughs> me like, yeah. Yes, if you had a woman who was just built like a refrigerator and she was just ready to go and was <laughs> hucking boulders all over the place, you'd be like, all right. All right, Sandy, you're going to be, you're on the lift crew or something. We you do know, have like... um, somebody who uh, is a PhD in, not a, she's got a PhD in um, some kind of biological field, a field of biology. Um, but she's there as just like to have another academic on the crew. Huh. Um, but she's, you know, has gone on expeditions all over the world for her own work and she's very athletic. She's and a biologist, physically, yes. She's the Laura Dern, or no? She a she was a botanist. Well, yeah, but she's like, but like, like kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my point is, whatever. There's expert. an example yeah. of a female member of the crew who goes and does whatever. She had she been there this year, she would have been on the crew dragging the bone down with us, oh. but she just wasn't there. Um, she rides her motorcycle out, mm. um, which is to give you another example of just how she's that lady. She's that lady, exactly. So she's shit kicking boots, exactly. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> If there was some crazy getaway, she'd probably have some cool motorcycle scene. She has some great... She was telling stories about eating beetles in the Amazon and stuff. Mm. And then saw me picking food off of somebody else's plate because she was done eating her food. And uh, so myself and another crew member were splitting her meal. And this, this doctor looks over and goes, it's gross. And I'm like, this is coming from the person who was bragging about eating grubs <laughs> in the Amazon with the natives. Thanks. Like, I guess my next question that I just kind of came... Because we made a comparison earlier because the spielberg the inevitably getting into jurassic park we talked about that and you said something about indiana jones yeah does is there sort of a side of it like this <clears throat> the, the digging part of it do you, do you is it strictly for the you're going for the bones or do you ever think like hmm would it be cool to go and unearth a tomb somewhere would it be cool to go or are you just about the bones i the, would honestly, a bone man if i could find i'm a bone man an archaeology crew to go Skeleton. out Sorry, <laughs> I would I would love I would love to go do some archaeology work and, and like uncover some human artifacts and, and structures and you know and maybe find like a clay pot with some cool writings on it or something. I would love to do anything like that. I just don't. I just haven't been connected with that yet. Um, but we do find if given the choice, one or the other. Oh, are I you would taking stick the bones? with yeah, taking dinosaurs. Because because like I said in the in episode one of this two parter, yeah. my childhood passion was dinosaurs. And so I think it fits. It's it's very fitting that I was given this opportunity, and, and it works for me. So you're a bone man. I'm a, I'm a bone man, a regular boner, <laughs> you could say. Um, I like the idea of he's a he's a bone man. A bone man. Bone. That'd be the surname. <laughs> Look at my wares. <laughs> yeah, just you have the, the the formal of oh, he's a bone man. Oh yeah, he's a bone man. He'll get your bones for you. But uh, a resident I, bone man. I had a point. I'm losing it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. I didn't mean to derail. No, that's going to happen to me regardless of who's anything else. It's That's just a 
my brain. Um, oh, it was a, it was a salient point if I remember correctly. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, moving on. So yeah, um, I guess. So you did you? Oh oh, sorry, I, oh, I okay. got it. So you asked me about art, like human human artifacts and tombs and stuff. We yeah. we don't find any tombs or anything, but we do find Native American artifacts from, like, oh that's oh, cool. prehistoric Native American, like so, ten like uh, ten plus thousand year old spear tips, arrowheads, that's uh, cool. flake yeah. tools, atlatls. That is pre atlatl. I'm not sure if there would have been. would have been pre arrowhead. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or, well, no. I don't know if regionally the Adelaide was used by the people who would have inhabited the region that we're digging in, but it would have been concurrent, like, time-wise, that the Adelaide would have existed at the time. Well, yeah, the Adelaide launched, like, a spear. Right? Yeah. 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 So it would be, you'd have, like, a big arrowhead. I, I could be mistaken, but I do believe that the people inhabiting that region that at that time where we find those artifacts from would have also had the Adelaide. Because there is an Adelaide ex, uh, exhibit at the museum in that area. Anyway, so the federal laws protecting Native American artifacts are super, super, like, stringent, super enforced. That's some white guilt shit. We had, well, sorry. <laughs> there are we'll be really nice to your old shit. Well, no, there's like, like, like <laughs> if you don't have a permit to grab something, you can't grab it anyway. We are specifically permitted, like, we, we fill out all the paperwork to get animals in the Hell Creek formation of the Cretaceous period of the Mesozoic That's era. All you know, touch. The, yeah. We find a lot of Ice Age shit, like bison oh. and um it's too far north for camel, but uh bison Sloth? and just different kinds no nothing like that. I think the most exciting thing generally a lot of bison. Bison have big thick like their leg bones are really thick and durable and this was only ten thousand years ago, so we'll find them whether they're fully calcified or whatever it's called. No, yeah it, Oh, it's a lot. It, it could be easily confused with modern, like, completely current stuff. Because okay. it'll be just bleached and sticking out of the ground. And it, Still bone? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff that we dig up that's dinosaur is, like, completely or partially mineralized, so it's, like, calcium and all so this even, stuff. So even 10,000 years ago, still bone? Oh, yeah. Fuck. And, yeah, you'll... Wrap your, just wrapping your gourd around that, that, that amount of time. Ten thousand years ago, shit sitting in the earth is still bone. So that's how. Like, if it's if it's preserved well. Yeah. So you said you have permits to dig up, you know, whatever Cretaceous period. So does that mean something? Nah, motherfucker, that's Jurassic. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, we don't <laughs> find any Jurassic stuff. Or, but like, yeah. like so, like the bison is off limits. Yes. Can't touch it because um, we don't have the permits. So you for have it. to identify it before you even figure out what it is. Why like accidentally it's like, oh, sorry. If you make a mistake, it's okay, and, you know, they're not going to send you to jail for, if, if a volunteer accidentally bags up a couple bison teeth or something like that. I started collecting stuff my first year, and then I think I had somebody say, oh, yeah, I know you got to put that back, that's a uh, place to see. Which Did you find, like, a piece of a turtle shell one time or something? We find a lot of turtle, a lot of, the vest, if you go by weight, like, some of these big bones we bring out will offset it, but... Most of it like is just turtle. It's just mostly turtles. <laughs> yeah, if you if you go by the data that we collect out there, like if you go by what we've found, you would think that it was a place that was inhabited completely by turtle, crocodile, and triceratops. It used to be a, yeah, it used to be a civilization of turtles. Yeah, they had buildings and uh, it's, that's interesting. But no, the Native it's, American stuff. Um, I so, like yeah, I like so that we got into the but yeah. That is the like we you can 
please don't touch it. Like you'll get you you will you have to answer questions if you touch it. You know what I mean? Like somebody will come to somebody in a suit will yeah. put a light in your face and right. <laughs> sit you down in a windowless room and they tell even though we don't have a permit to touch it at all, we are encouraged, strongly encouraged to photograph it and take coordinates and then report back. Tell them here's where we found some Native American stuff. So they so they can send the people who are permitted to go out and collect it and it becomes a part of this national collection. That's probably that like that narcissistic human shit where it's maybe that's why a lot do you feel like because you're in that community and I, this is just purely conjecture on my part but i feel like maybe that that archaeological stuff that anthropological shit there's a lot more i guess maybe fervor behind it because it has to do with humans and then maybe you guys are like the the ugly stepchild <laughs> Of the, like, oh, yeah, you're looking for dinosaurs, great, whatever. We're actually, we're doing the big work over here. We're looking at pots with naked drawings on them or something, you know, like, I don't I know. I can't if really it, say. I don't, I don't think Well, just so based way. on what you're saying, like, there, I don't know, This that's just what I'm thinking when you're talking about, like, oh, we, yeah, we don't, can't even touch the Native American shit or whatever. Yeah, like, I think, well. Uh, is more value put on that stuff? It's, uh, I mean. Or just different. It's different, make, but it's. Definitely, I don't know how to really articulate this, but it's like, I would just say in general that just the general public, humanity in general. Yeah, human beings you, you in go, general. What do you value more? Old ass dinosaur bones that are actually just rocks now, or what? Or some secrets to like early civilizations or early that sort of not secrets, but like artifacts. I feel like more people would gravitate. I'm kind of split on the matter. I think both are very interesting, but like. I would feel like more people would probably be like, I want to learn more about the old people. Yeah, I think if you ask, well, if you ask the the federal government, they, def- yeah, then definitely it's the Native American artifacts that are out there because that's what the, the most strict laws are on are is is that. But really though, you know, unless you're permitted, you're not supposed to touch any of it. But it just seems like the most serious talking twos that we get out there is oh, yeah. about the Indian artifacts. So, um, that's I mean, that's is there cool, resentment though. about that, or is that something mm-hmm. that people like are pretty understanding about and think yeah, that, like no. that's a worthwhile way to handle it yeah no there's not a lot there's no arguing i mean it's it's very much a dictatorship out there if doctor says you know do this this way we do it and you know if anybody has any grumblings about it i haven't heard anybody grumble about the the, the human artifacts that we find um, well, it's all volunteer basis sort of shit too right like i said um students and volunteer we have some overlap like there'll be students who will do their two weeks and then bleed over into the volunteer two weeks you're not getting paid to do it no right? actually pay to go out there too yeah see that's the thing mm-hmm. so uh, it's one of those things like you're there because you want to be there yeah. I pay money to go out and sweat <laughs> and be dehydrated and I dude I come back a different color and like I got muscles color. I didn't have before <laughs> yeah I come back all brown you could tell I'm a quarter Palestinian when I come back <laughs> um God. but uh how long do these usually last like, what kind of time duration are we talking about? Like, the whole expedition, the field yeah. season, is generally about, a, it's a month, and then um, I'm usually out for two weeks. But then, like I said, in part one, I was only out for a week this year, which was kind of a bummer, but like I said, it was nice. And the weather was really cool, too, so I was prancing around in ways that I couldn't normally. Um, thank you, climate change. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I mean, I could we could do however many... I got to think of like another good story or something because I have so many we different things. We don't have to. I mean, we're we're about forty five. I mean, we can continue. I can. You wanted to put some Jurassic Park on this. Here right? we go. Well, we can. We'll we'll end it. We'll end it on some Jurassic Park. So. Let's do that. Because I have a million world. stories. We I could always come back here and talk more oh, about yeah. this shit. Like I, I I didn't realize I had so much until like I I've, I've started to get a frame of reference for how long it takes to tell these stories. I told you basically the one 
<laughs> most of the details about the one mm-hmm. this year. But anyway, so yeah. I would guess. I guess so. All right. What's your rank? And we already discussed in the first episode. So how do you have you seen all the Jurassic Park movies? Jurassic oh, World. Oh yeah, too? yeah. I've so where? How do you rank them? All right. Um, it's easy to say one and then two. So the original and then Lost World. And then from there it gets a little murky. I, I'm tempted to still put three over either of the world ones, but three was not super great either. There was less about three that upsets me, I guess. Yeah. I think they I think the order in which they were released. Yeah, in is my honestly, opinion, they have just progressively gotten worse as they continue to come <laughs> I agree. out. I think that's fair to say. I haven't even seen the newest one, but I don't want to because oh, I saw like it's not any worse than the first Jurassic World. Those two are about tired. I'm glad nobody's know. sticking up for Jurassic World though, because like when that came out, people were kind of like, eh, "It's fun," and I was like, "It's." Not, I was excited it's to see bad. it just because like, yay, dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah, but like, same. I remember we went to see it with you, and <laughs> yeah, the yeah. end scene where the T Rex and the it's one of my all time favorite movie going experiences, <laughs> the Velociraptor <laughs> beating up what was the, what was the, oh, the big uh, bad. Rocky villain dinosaur they had in that one. Yeah, the made up fucking Ivan Drago Rex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Ivan Drago, Drago Rex. <laughs> but yeah, but then, yeah, because old T Rex comes out of retirement for one more fight yeah. or some shit like that, and the Raptors are. Twins. Yeah, but yeah, in <laughs> the end of it twins, being. Yeah. For, yeah, Brandon, the guy who's been talking to all this, he's a huge fan of, like, I watched him have, like, go through. All of the stages of, like, grief. grief in, like, a matter of about five seconds. It was just, like, once it was revealed that the dinosaurs are friends and they, like, talk to each other and help each other, I watched him, like, the, the tragedy just wash over him. And he was, like, just fuck a destroyed man, like, slouched over front ways. Like, you were, like, you were trying to, like, barf on the floor in a movie theater or something like that. Just, like, just, like holding one hand out, like, why? Why did this happen? And it was, that was, I if, think it was, if for no other reason, because the movie's not good It's at all. bad, it's really It's bad. a really not good movie, but it was totally worth it for that reaction, <laughs> so that I could see two chairs down from me or whatever. The, the, I have my face fucking, buried in my hands. <laughs> just fucking, just like, no! <laughs> like a kid. And it is a garbage ending. I mean, but it's, come on. Kids movie. It was right. a monster mashup. They basically. pretty much took and like reversed the whole idea of what the first one was, which is like these are not monsters; they're animals, and like they're yeah. gonna behave like animals and stop trying to turn them into something they're not. And like by the time they get to the the Jurassic World ones, are, nope, they're monsters. They're yeah. they're monsters, and they're like friends, and like now they're doing oh, they're, they're plans shit together. The, and, the shit I love about the first movie is no, like nobody. When we talk about Jurassic Park, nobody. Everybody always talks about like oh that T Rex part or. The, what's the is it uh, what's the one with oh the, with the guy that kills Newman the fr- yeah, Dilophosaurus the, Dilophosaurus yeah there's that people remember that people remember, they do Roman hurts everybody remembers that shit but the beginning of the movie is straight up like a horror movie mm-hmm. yeah the very first scene of the movie is like all these guys loading up this giant crate shoot and yeah, shoot <laughs> like a guy gets sucked into like it's it's like he's like yeah like somehow the the Velociraptors are like Kirby. And can just <laughs> like they start sucking him in or whatever, and like that. It's like it's genuinely that first five minute scene or whatever it is is like a 
a horror movie because you never see. I think you only see like a claw. Yeah, the first one like, actually has like some restraint, and they like you know there there's actually like a sense of awe and wonder, like I was saying before, that Spielberg's good at, like with you know the dinosaurs. It's like a big yeah. deal. Yeah. And by the time they get to the you know some of the Jurassic World, it's, it's oh it's a dinosaur. Well, the wonder's <laughs> gone when they do the reveal of the was it Brachiosaurus mm-hmm, eating yeah. from the tree, and they're like. Oh. Oh, like that that shit. Like. I've heard people out there in on, on the crew who we will like talk about what what was it like when you first saw Jurassic Park. Yeah. And like I've heard people say they cried during that part. The doctor who runs these expeditions told me when he went in what 92, 93, 93, right? And saw the original in theaters, he said the scene where the T-Rex eats the lawyer off the toilet, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> for almost yeah, thirty year old movie. It's beyond the statute of limitations. And he <laughs> yeah. seen Jurassic Park. He, no, yeah. he said at that point when the T Rex, you know, lunges down and grabs that dude off the toilet, he stood up in the theater, like he just re- <laughs> reflexively stood up. And then he said, he's, he he told me I looked around and nobody else was standing. I thought, weren't we supposed to stand? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he was just so enwrapped. Enwrapped. In the <laughs> R.A.P.T. Like, I just thought we were supposed to stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's very dry, man, but he's very hilarious when you know... Yeah, yeah, anyway. So, I yeah. haven't seen The Lost World in a long time, but I do remember, yeah, it is a, It is the other Steel, or Steel, Spielberg one. It's a good... I, I, I remember the opening. Might, ooh, you know what? The opening uh, has the little ones that eat the girl, don't they? Yeah, and that's that's they, actually like one of the better parts. They of bite her up. Yeah. She she's fine. She's fine. But <laughs> gave her quite a scare. Yeah, as Hannah oh, says. Oh, in the yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I, that was the first one I saw in theaters, and I was really scared to go watch. I was a really scared kid. Like I was a really skittish kid, and I remember hearing stories from my friends who had seen it. Like, oh yeah, there's this part where the little ones eat this girl, and there's later they eat this dude. And who's incidentally uh, Uli from uh, The Big Lebowski? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We killed your car, Lebowski. <laughs> or whatever. We takes the money. Yeah. But um he gets eaten. But um What are your problems with three? Uh okay. Let me well, Spinosaurus, we talked about that. I didn't think there's any way previous episode. Oh yeah, yeah. In part one. Yeah. I talked at length about the the jaw structure of the Spinosaurus, how it was more crocodilian and would have been great for catching and holding on to fish, slippery, you know, river creatures and, and things like that, but not you're not gonna fight a T Rex with them jaws. I'm that was sorry. just that was some pro wrestling shit mm-hmm. that yeah. they did in that movie. Just to, they they had to T Rex put over Spinosaurus to make Spinosaurus the big bad. They just needed a here's a, here's your new big bad. Here's here's the we changed the logo, it's a Spinosaurus instead yeah. of T Rex, you know. <laughs> There's claw marks. It's um, a whole thing. Blowing through the three D printed Velociraptor voice box and having it make a noise is utterly ridiculous. Well, like, oh, oh yeah, and, and for like two yeah. seconds, the Velociraptor actually like talks in the third one yeah. because like he's having like a they nightmare make, like, or something. Like, and, like, he like sees like other. a Velociraptor, like he falls asleep on the plane or something. And he like sees a Velociraptor and it like says <laughs> something to him, <laughs> and then he like wakes <laughs> up and it's like a person. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that man that caused some confusion for like a split second. When I was watching it the first time. I was like, yeah, what the, the boss director just looks at him and is like, "Hey, Alan." Oh yeah, it's his name. Yeah, he's like, Alan. Whatever. It's just like a puppet. That's just like, yeah, that's really bad. I remember the noise that they make though is like a weird cough, sort of like a frog. Gone. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a Did Andy Circus make the noise? Yeah. For that? Like, it's like. 
or some shit like that. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or then they have like the whole like reverse sped up dolphin noise that they do. Oh yeah, yeah. It's their main cry or whatever. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, I, mean, we don't, I well, we have no way of knowing no, how they sound. But that, no. that fucking T-Rex noise, I know it's it's like a common like film trivia sort of thing. Like, oh, they use the sound effects of like a lion mm-hmm. and a fucking crocodile and a, like it was like 16 Dumped different them animals. them all together and yeah. Put them all together and like played it backwards and you know, or some shit like that. And that's how they got the T-Rex noise or something. Recorded like, it through a tin can and then sped it through uh, how do you think they would have sounded really that sounds oh, right man. to me i mean <laughs> there's like, no way of knowing but it sounds pretty good uh, it's definitely scary yeah the way when the t-rex roars that's scary as shit i mean if they're closer there's... to birds they probably had like a bald eagle yeah, and they just go like singing yeah. like there's that. debate like... on what t-rex sounded like and it's specifically the like did t-rex roar or not and i don't know what the consensus is but I don't think we're well, really what are close like, to like crocodiles just kind of have like a hiss and they, no, they, they of... have a they, they roar they have like a grumbly like a really like guttural, a guttural thing. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah I've seen videos of them doing stuff T-Rex like might have done something like that a lot of the parallels it's easy like a lot of the things if you ask the, the doctor who leads these expeditions he, he'll, he'll often draw parallels between crocodiles and T-Rex when trying to explain things about T-Rex he'll say look at the crocodile the third one did have the pterodactyl stuff too which was good yeah those were fun. Anytime you see a pterosaur pick a human being up, though, I automatically have a problem with it. That was more believable because the pteranodons in um, number three were pretty big. Like, close to are big. accurate. Yeah, like a biplane. But um, in Jurassic World, you have these little, tiny little pterosaurs picking people, like, smaller than the people they're picking up. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is an animal that would have weighed, like, a matter of, like, like, like 10 or Six 15 pounds, pounds or at yeah. most in order to be able to fly and like if something were to be like that were tugging at your shirt to try to pick you up you could like reach up and snap its neck with your hand punch it in the head and it would be dead (laughs) yeah it would be like crushing a paper airplane with your yeah anyway isn't that like a big I remember we saw that stand up bit by I don't even know who it was but oh the Dan Telfer the actual velociraptor was a very small oh yeah yeah it was like or like a turkey yeah yeah they're actually Deinonychus 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 yeah and that's that's they just switched the name no, no, Deinonychus, well, the raptors in the original movie would have looked, like, Deinonychus looked more like that, except we now know it had feathers, its its head would have been shaped a little different, its hands are being held the wrong way in, in the movie. There's a lot, nothing about the raptors is correct. They're oh, closer yeah. in size to Utah raptor, anyway, but Utah raptor would be a little bit bigger than the ones in the film. Okay. So, and again, would have feathers. So I think in three they put feathers on some of them. Yeah, I think they, head- they at least made them more, like, blue and stuff, they yeah. had, like, some... They weren't just lizard color. Yeah. They had like some head plumage. Or yeah. whatever. But I do like, uh, to their credit, now this is kind of a cop-out, but I like at least that they addressed it. In the original Jurassic World, they had um, Dr. Wong, I believe his name was. He, he was Asian guy? Apparently in the novels, he's a bit of a villain, and we don't see, he's, he's at the beginning of the first film, and then that's it. Oh, yeah. So they bring him back for Lost World, which, or uh, for, for Jurassic World, which is kind of cool. Um, he explains, like, look, you, you know, these aren't even real, this is this isn't what isn't what dinosaurs even look like. You wanted us to, like, we, we're just doing the best we can. You, you wanted us to design a creature. Here we did. You know, yeah. here we go. I, I think that was kind of cool, at least, to explain, like... This is all, we don't know what the fuck we're talking but, about. Kind of yeah, thing. that's kind of their out. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's not, like, it's entirely kind of... accurate. It's like, well, we're using, like, parts of other animals to, like, make these. This so, is a like, circus sideshow. Exactly, show. like, I mean, how they this work. Is all this also is remember, good. it's a fucking movie. Right. Yeah. To the yeah, film, it's not a documentary. To the original film's credit, with the notable exceptions of... 
how the raptors looked and then like the weird frill on the Dilophosaurus and, and the spitting acid and shit. If they didn't do that? Oh no, they didn't have frills. They were, Dilophosaurus was actually a much bigger dinosaur than that too. That, that would have been the size of like a juvenile one. But it was billed as like the adult. Okay. But no, Dilophosaurus was a like a theropod. Like, like well I guess so are raptors. But Dilophosaurus was big. It's a lot bigger than a human being. Okay. They're not that small. They didn't have frills. But all those little examples aside, the way the dinosaurs looked in the original film was close to our understanding of what they were. They like, were shaped they like the bones the when they're put together. Yeah, well, that's like, pretty close. Well, I mean, well, no, like the way that they they their their spines are all horizontal with the tails strongly sticking out back instead of dragging on the ground. Like you mentioned, I believe it was either in this earlier this episode. I think or it was the first one. episode. But yeah. Um, yeah, that was at least pretty accurate when the original movie came out. But our understanding of what dinosaurs were like changed a lot, and the films didn't change to go along with that. How are we doing? Well, I'm just yeah. My, we got about five minutes. Uh, okay. But that was a cool, like, you. we easily filled another episode with story time and talking about digging shit up. And oh, I have so many other stories. Like, if you ever want to have me back, I have so many, like, I haven't even gotten started about what it's like to take a poop out in Badlands. <laughs> I was looking forward to telling that story. Did you find any fossilized uh, dino drawings? Not that I'm aware of, no, no. I did find um, my 2018 pooping spot this, this year, though, <laughs> by accident. And I, was it specific to you, or was that mine? It was mine. Yeah. Everyone just claimed their own I spot. I came back from, the from, from quote, unquote, the bathroom, and they're like, well, we heard you laughing. What was that all about? And it, I told my guy, I found my spot from last year. Well, that's a cool spot to end it on. <laughs> and does anyone ever go, no, that's a big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> that's probably, yeah. Ooh. But, uh, I don't know, same as same story as the last one. We don't really have any other way to reach out to the podcast. If anybody gives a shit, it's very early on. But uh, we're just doing this for fun right now. If anybody who listens to it is digging it, subscribe, whatever. You know, rate it if that's a thing is there you want to do. Comment section. I don't know how this app works. It's it all. It's all different. If you're on the iTunes app, you can rate, subscribe, comment, all that sort of stuff. But I don't know how everything else. Works. Check out our Patreon. Yeah, you know, I'm just joking. None of no that Patreon. shit it's is no Patreon. <laughs> but uh, so if you're into it, support it, I guess, with just a a quick uh, subscribe or some shit, and uh, we'll keep it coming. Maybe someday in the future we can have a part three and four of uh, of uh, Brandon's. Uh, Paleontology, I suppose. What do you want to title these two? You want to call it just paleontology? That's your thing. Yeah, may as well. I mean, that's how I. Um, or 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 Dino Dig. Dino um, Dig. People would get that because he digs it. If you like, it's kind of his thing because he digs it. <laughs> All right. I suppose that's that's cool. Uh, we'll leave it here. So that was good. It was a good talk, Brandon. Yeah. Thank you. There were some nerves about it a little bit, I think, that whether or not we could fill some the about passion it. Yeah. Shown, shine through. But yeah, that's yeah. Like, like we're talking about. If any, it's, As long as it's something you're into, and if it's kind of your thing, you'll be able to fill many hours of it. Mm-hmm. i got to stop selling myself short as far as my ability to talk at length. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I suppose uh, that's how we'll sign off, I guess. We don't really have a, yeah. a thing to say. It's early yet. We'll figure it out. We'll get it. One of these times we'll find something that sticks. Just some yeah. sort of like a... See you next time. You stay classy. Yeah, something like that. Don't yeah. let them change you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. We're done. Bye.